Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Michael Fabiano alongside MG Marcus Grant, who is uh, donning his San Francisco 49ers hat today. Yeah, this is weird. It's sort of like it's sort of like sitting in the passenger seat of your own car. I know, <laughs> I know right? right? It's like it, this is it, it looks weird over. Yeah, here. typically Marcus <laughs> Marcus hosts things, uh, but Graham is away for the holidays, so. Marcus has jumped into his seat, and I'm going to be basically in Marcus's yeah, seat. Yeah, we're driving this thing on today. Friday. Uh, it's uh, it's. I don't know why you're playing fantasy championships in Week 17. Stop that! But for those of you that decide to put yourself through that hell, we're here to help, uh, and um, we're going to go through all the games just like we do every single Friday. Although it's going to be a little more difficult because. A lot of these games we don't know who's <laughs> playing. Uh, behind the glass, Nabil, what's up, brother? You're back, man. Yeah, I'm back. You know, I'm excited. The Packers are 12 and three, and uh, make some magic happen in the playoffs. Yeah. I want to talk to you about your your Wisconsin Badgers. are going to be in Pasadena on January 1st. Oh yeah, I think they're going to upset. Or I mean, I don't know who's favored, but I think they're going to beat Oregon. See, I have to see as a as a USC alum and a proud supporter of the Pac-11. There's one there's one school in the conference that I will not cheer for under any circumstances. But the Pac-11 that means I have to <laughs> I have to side with the Ducks this week. And I have nothing against Wisconsin. It's just a it's just a conference thing. I think Wisconsin, you know, has a stifling defense, so we'll see what happens. All right. All right. Cool. I follow none of the <laughs> um, When you're in a relationship, there's things that you have to give up. There's certain things you won't give up. Well, obviously, the NFL is not something I'm giving up. I am not giving up the Yankees. Uh, watching college sports and in and, and part the NBA. That's kind well, of- Fabs, I will tell you that you will learn the name Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Very soon. Okay. Wisconsin running back. Dude is a beast. Uh, he will be playing on Sundays very soon. You will you awesome. will learn Jonathan Taylor's name. Uh, one name that we don't need to know uh, this season because, well, he hasn't played outside of that one game for the New England Patriots is Antonio Brown. Before we get into the matchups, uh, the Saints yeah, bringing Antonio Brown in for a visit. <laughs> I mean... Look, I guess you're doing your due diligence, right? Like, you have to do your due diligence. He is a free agent. The the Saints have needed some help for Michael Thomas pretty much all year long. And I know that Thomas, is, he's a little bit banged up. I, I'm not worried about him long term. But, uh, yeah, I think this is doing their due diligence. Because I just have a feeling that if if somehow they strike a deal with Antonio Brown and they sign him, he will be put on the commissioner's exempt list right. faster than you can you know say anything. Right. And I, I And this is from Pro Football Talk. 
if they do that and he is put on that list, the Saints wouldn't have to pay him. But Correct. basically, they would have potentially dibs on Antonio For Brown next on season. their team next season. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this is I think this is them just sort of checking all the boxes and doing their homework. I know there were reports that. Uh, they were talking to his agent for a while, and they're kind of keeping tabs on him probably all throughout the Raiders and Patriots uh, fiascos. But I I would be really surprised if we see Antonio Brown in a Saints uniform this year. Well, um, yeah, that's going to be uh, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. When, just when we thought Antonio Brown was going to be out of our lives. Oh, come on. He may be. He'll be back next year somewhere. Back in to our lives. He'll be back. Somewhere. All right. Let's get into the Week 17 matchup, shall we? And we'll start off Browns, Bengals. Uh, pretty clean game, this one, uh, I, from a from an injury perspective. The way you intro that makes it sound like it's going to be an exciting game. No, not really. I'm trying to make it exciting because... <laughs> it's a know, battle it's of Ohio. Going. What are you talking it, yeah, about? Yeah, exactly, yeah. One team that we all knew was going to stink, and another team that we all thought was going to be good, and they stunk, too. Uh, so... The thing is that there are actually some pretty good matchups here. Right. Are you possibly starting Baker Mayfield against Cincinnati? Not really. You know, I, I should say that because it's week 17, right? So there, there's a good chance that if you are playing a week 17 championship, your quarterback might be sitting or might just be playing, you know, a half or something like that is not going to play a whole lot. So there is an opportunity. There is a pathway to starting Baker Mayfield, but still, nah. It's just he's been so inconsistent. He's given you so little for most of the year that I just don't know that I trust him right now. I can't. I just yeah. can't. Yeah. Um, and again, it's championship week for a lot of you. And I'm just not trusting Baker Mayfield uh, in my championship. Nick Chubb, uh, he should bounce back. Cincinnati's defense is not great against the run. Kareem Hunt, uh, very flexible. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Oh, OBJ actually had a decent game last week. <sighs> he did. He had a decent game. Now, Cincinnati's been tough against perimeter receivers. We know that. Uh, can you trust Odell Beckham Jr.? He's a flex at best for okay. me. I think, I think that's sort of where we are right now with him this year. I'm, I'm curious more to see what happens going forward. Like, I, I will keep an eye on this game to see if maybe there's a hope for things next season, if they can figure things out. But the days of him being your wide receiver one, which I know is probably what you drafted him as. Yeah. Uh, I think that went out the window probably in, what, October? Something yep. like that. So he's a flex at most. Yeah, and then Jarvis Landry is a play for me, and there has been talk that Jarvis Landry could potentially need off-season hip surgery, Yeesh. but he does expect to uh, get out there in Week 17, so I think he's in he's the He's a top 15 too. wide receiver right now. I know. It's yeah. wild. Yep. We all, thought it was, <laughs> we all thought Cleveland would have a top 15 wide Just receiver. Just not Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. Um, for those of you who need a kicker, Austin Seibert is a very good play. Seibert, Seibert. Uh, Browns defensive special teams, eh, probably going to fade on them. Andy Dalton went bananas last Right? Week. Bananas. Are we super flexing or too cube? Being him this week? I can see that. Okay. I, can, I can make a case for that. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I really feel like it, it's, it's weird. And just from a pure football perspective, I felt like Zach Taylor at some point went to, who do we have, Ryan Finley? Who was that? Yes. He, yes. He went to him because at some point they're going to move on from Andy Dalton. They wanted to see what they have. Finley went out, played really bad. And I think at some point Zach Taylor looked at me and he's like, you know what? I don't want to go 0-16 in my first year as a head coach. Yeah. So Dalton came back. I mean, Dalton, look, we, we know who Andy Dalton is. He's fine. And I think if you're talking about a, a 2QB league or a Superflex league, he can give you just enough points that he's not going to wreck your week. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon, he failed us last week, uh, but he had that, that stomach bug. Yeah. And, um, I can't imagine playing football with a stomach bug is can't a lot fun. of fun. Nah. So we give him a pass because he got a lot of people to a championship. So uh, he's going to be a guy who will be in your lineup. Tyler yep. Boyd is also a wide receiver, too, for me this week. So... Uh, based on just targets alone and the fact that neither one of these teams is going to be playing for anything. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe it'll be a fantasy bonanza. We'll see. Dolphins at Patriots. Now, the playoff implications here are that uh, the Patriots can clinch the AFC's number two seed with a win or a tie uh, and a Chiefs loss or a tie. So the Patriots basically need this game. And we've seen footage of Bill Belichick saying, hey, Miami, 
This is a playoff game. Right. So they're going to be moving uh, moving forward as if this is a must-win, which it is. And uh, the injuries, Miles Gaskins in place on injured reserve. Julian Edelman's been on the injury report basically for the entirety of the second half of the season, but you would expect him to play. Now, starting off with the Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been one of the hottest quarterbacks in fantasy football. Yep. In fact, if you started Ryan Fitzpatrick for the duration of the fantasy playoffs, there's a good chance that uh, you made your Week 16 championships and or won it. Um, are you starting Ryan Fitzpatrick this week? It's not a revenge game. Uh, right, he didn't play for the Patriots. And, no, he did not. <laughs> and this is a bad matchup. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably fading him this week. I you know, I can't make that play. Um, and you're right. He, he, he looked great down the stretch. I mean, he played some really good football. Great. This is not the week. Although I will say this. Um, and you mentioned here, Miles Gaskin is on injured reserve. Uh, look, unless, unless Patrick Laird can somehow outrush Ryan Fitzpatrick by 81 yards this week. He will finish as the Dolphins' leading rusher. That is insane. And, uh, and that, and that, I, I believe, I believe that would be the first time in NFL history that a running back led his team in rushing. A quarterback. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a quarterback. Yeah, not a running back. I would. He only has like 228 yards. Like he may actually do this with fewer than 250 yards, which is That's, sad. <laughs> and we, and remember, you know, we, we were also like. In, in, intrigued by uh, Kalen Balaj in the preseason. Yeah. Boy, was that wrong. I fell um, into that trap. Devontae Parker's got a bad matchup. He's got Stephon Gilmore. But can, I, Parker has had bad oh, matchups man. in this hot streak. I mean, he's played the Bills twice and beaten them twice. I can't bench Devontae Parker. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm at least putting him in as a flex because he has just been that good. I'm looking back at his his targets, right? And go back to week 10. These are This has been his target numbers. 10, 10, 11, yeah, I mean, 10. It's ridiculous. He had one with two against the Jets, which was like an outlier. Seven and then 15 last week against the Bengals. Just the, the targets alone make him worth putting in your lineup. Mike Kosicki is coming off a career game, a couple of touchdowns, over 20 fantasy points. Can you trust him against New England? No. I don't think so either. No. I mean, yeah. I know Titans hard, but no. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady actually has... He, he's a startable asset this week. I, I think he could yeah. be a top 10 quarterback because Miami's defense is hot trash. And again, they need this game. So, so I, I would play Brady this week, uh, and especially because you've got so many quarterbacks. Like you know, we'll get into it, but like Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. I don't know if these guys are going to play. Right. So Brady is, is is startable this week. I'd still roll with James White. Uh, I don't know about Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead because that one's just so hard to predict week in and week out. I mean. You could pre- probably flex either one of them in a deeper league, but, I mean, it's it's legitimately um, a roll of the dice. I'm just staying away. Unless it's James White. He's the only one in that backfield that I have any sort of confidence in. Nick Folk is a play. Uh, Patriots defense special teams obviously a play, although they gave you a stinker last week. All right. Bears at Vikings. NFC North. Now, the Vikings have clinched the sixth seed. They can't, they can't get kicked out. They can't improve. They're locked in. Which means I don't know how many of their starters are going to play this week. And this is what makes Week 17 championships so difficult. So, we'll start off with the injuries. Mm-hmm. David Cook they, and, and Alexander Madison have been back to limited practices, but why would you play them? I can't imagine, Dalvin, I can't imagine Dalvin Cook why? plays before the playoffs. There's no There's reason. There's no reason. There's no reason. So, with that being said, maybe Madison comes back. We'll see. If Madison comes back, then he's in play. If Madison is out, and I'll tell you something. Mike Boone. You say don't. You Mike say Boone. I can't swear on this podcast, Nabil, but Mike Boone, it, so bad last week, the uh, the whole industry was in on him. Like I, I and I'm not going to throw any names under the bus because like I was one of the people who said he's going to get a full workload. I'd flex him this week, and he sucked. He yeah. was. Ter- Amir Abdul was playing in the second half I, of that game. You know, I, yeah, it, it would be revisionist history for me to say, you know, oh yeah, we knew this, but. As I was watching that game, you know, you know, sometimes when you're watching a game, you just have a realization. And watching that game on Monday night, the realization for me was, you know, maybe there's a reason that he was the third string guy. I tweeted that. Maybe there's a reason I he was behind, uh, you know, Alexander Madison, right? Like, maybe we should have seen this coming. We all got caught up into the volume is king. Right? And it just And, like, wow. at, at some point, because I was out, I had to go pick up some Christmas presents, and I get home, and I turn on the game, and I'm like... Why is Amir Abdullah in here? Like, what yeah, does he do? What, what's know. happening right it now? It was bad. Um, so, I don't know that you can trust either one of those two guys uh, in this game, even though the Bears' defense is not great against the run this season. So, do with what, do with that what you will. Uh, I'd probably avoid the situation. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, again, if the Vikings are resting guys, 
that defense, you know, can be had by quarterbacks, but do you really want to start Mitchell Trubisky in a Week 17 championship? I would start Allen Robinson. He is a must-play this week against the defense that just got torched by Devontae Adams a week ago. David Montgomery has just faltered down the stretch, and I, I can't trust him in this game. Tariq Cohen is maybe a flex at best. Montgomery is probably a flex at best this week as well. Now, going back to the Vikings, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is playing. I would guess he probably wouldn't, and if he does, it's not going to be for an entire four quarters. Right. Same thing with Stephon Diggs. Same thing with Kyle Rudolph. This is why you don't play Week 17 championships, especially if you're invested in some of these guys. Question, though. Yeah. Could you see Adam Thielen, maybe not playing four quarters, but playing quite a bit just because he has not really shown much since he's come back from that injury, right? And if you're the Vikings, like, yes, you don't necessarily want to risk him to injury, but you also want him to get some actual live reps in. So I could see maybe Adam Thielen playing into bit, the third right. quarter a little bit just to kind of get him those reps and try to get him in a rhythm for the playoffs. Quite possible. Um, but again, risky proposition uh, at best in a game that has no meaning whatsoever right. uh, in terms of the playoffs. Chargers at Chiefs. This game does have some meaning. The Chiefs can clinch the AFC number two seed with a win and a Patriots loss. Uh, maybe unlikely against Miami, but um, the Chiefs still have something to play for. Now, in terms of the injuries in this game, Phil Rivers banged up. We're going to see Tyrod? We, hey, you, know, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen, dude? He's going to end up being like a top 10 quarterback this week. You watch. <laughs> Rivers is going to sit, and they're going to go to Tyrod, who, oh, by the way, has had some success as a fantasy quarterback uh, in this league. Now, Rivers did get in a full practice on Thursday, so it looks like he's trending in the right direction. Now, no matter who is under center for the Chargers, I'm not playing them. The Chiefs defense is playing great right now. Right. They've been phenomenal. Um, if Rivers does play, this could be the last time we see him in a Chargers uniform. Who knows Man, what's going to happen wild. there? Um uh, in terms of the other Chargers, you're starting Gordon, you're starting Eckler. Eckler, this could be Eckler's last game where he is not the featured back for the Chargers because next year, if Melvin Gordon is no longer with the Bolts, Austin Eckler, he could be a first-round pick. Yeah. He I, could be. I'm curious how they how they operate this backfield, right? Do they do they sort of showcase Eckler and say, hey, this is what your future is, guy? Yeah. Uh, you know, because Melvin Gordon's not coming back. I would be shocked as anything if Melvin Gordon no. comes back to the Chargers. No. Or do they just say, hey, we're going to we're gonna have one last ride with Melvin, so we're just going to run you into the ground and give you like 35 carries. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, th that could be it. Um, both of these guys obviously startable in Week 17. Keenan Allen startable. Mike Williams, to me, is a fade. Uh, perimeter receivers have scored the second fewest fantasy points against Kansas City. They are really tough uh, on those guys. So Williams is a fade, especially after he faltered last week. You're starting uh, Hunter Henry, despite the fact that he hasn't been great because the tight end position is, well, just that weak. Uh, Kansas City side of thing, Damian Williams. I could flex him this week. I mean, uh, Chargers are not great against the run. I could flex him if I needed it. Yeah. I, I think I just have tapped out on the Chiefs' backfield so long. No, I get it. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, it, but if, if McCoy is is inactive again and they're going with Williams, I, I could play him as a flex. Sammy Watkins. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Harrison Butker's a great play. Chiefs' defense is a great play. I'm not mentioning uh, Mahomes nor Kelsey nor Tyreek. Tyreek because if you don't know to start those guys, well, then you should take up how did, you, how did you get to week 17 exactly jets at bills uh this game also has no fantasy uh oh, excuse me playoff implications the bills have already clinched the five seed they can't improve which means i don't know if josh allen's playing i don't know if devin singletary's playing i don't know if john brown's playing marcus uh i mean yeah we don't know for sure I, look I, i'm just i'm just guessing uh that mcdermott will, will play his guys at least for a little bit mm -hmm. um singletary is the one guy that would scare me the most just because one, you don't know if he's going to play the whole time. And second, when he does play the whole time, he has no touchdown upside, right? So you're going to tell me that in four quarters, he has very little touchdown upside. Then you're going to tell me he's going to play less than four quarters? Like, yeah. I need him to break off, like, a couple of, you know, 50-yard runs to have any kind of value for me. Uh, just a quick note, uh, Chad Graff, who covers the Vikings for The Athletic, uh, saying that the Vikings are going to rest their starters. Okay, so. well, there we go. There you go. Have fun with... Is it Sean Mannion? Is he the backup in Minnesota? Oh, he I might think it's be. Sean Mann. Is he that isn't be. that right? I think so. The former Rams backup quarterback. So you're looking at Sean Mannion to BC Johnson. Oregon, Have fun with that. Oregon State great Sean Mannion. <laughs> Have fun with that. You're gonna have Mike Boone and Amir Abdul in the backfield. Or Irv Smith. Maybe Irv Smith's gonna be a stud this week. I don't know, right? But it's Sean Mannion, right? Uh, I, I'm looking. We'll say I went. I think I, it's Sean, yeah, Mannion. It's Sean Mannion. Yeah, I think it's Sean Mannion. I was like looking because. Only, only two people for the Vikings have thrown a pass this year. Kirk Cousins 
And Stefan Diggs, they have not even had their backup quarterback come in and throw a pass. Oh, this boy. Year. So there you go. Did you see what Le'Veon Bell just tweeted out? Uh, no. Uh, he tweeted out. Do I want to know? Uh, he tweeted out a sign that was put on his locker that says, this is an HGH blood test. You have been randomly selected oh. by the NFL drug testing program. Medical advisor to complete a doping test today. Please report to the drug testing really? area. But should, guys, I mean, have they, sh should guys be posting that stuff on social media? My question is, have they seen him play? Because nothing about what he has done this year suggests that uh, he is on. I mean, look, he's been perfectly adequate, but nothing about his performance suggests that maybe he is doping. Well, <laughs> it's going to be nice to see him play for another team. Next year. Um, all right, so back to the Jets and the Bills. Uh, Sam Darnold, I can't play him. Le'Veon Bell, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I mean, I guess you're going to be playing him. I don't know what this this tweet is going to uh, is going to affect his his, his ability for the Jets it. to keep. I don't know, but whatever. Uh, Robbie Anderson, tough matchup again. But I mean, if Tre'Davious White's not playing, then maybe you're going to go with Anderson. Jamison Crowder is a risk reward flex starter for me this week uh, as well. So again, we keep saying it. This is what happens when you play in Week 17. There's a lot of uh, uncertainty. By the way, uh, speaking of the Jets, I don't know if you saw this tweet. Um, Adam Gase's morning press conference was shut down after one minute because a fire alarm went off. That just <laughs> seems, that feels like a metaphor for the entire the Jets, Jets season. season. The Jets franchise. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Packers and Lions, Nabil, your team. Here we go. Now, there's a lot of scenarios here, so, I, so, so, so bear with me. The Packers can clinch an NFC first-round bye with a win and a Saints loss, or a tie and a 49ers loss, or a tie and a Saints tie. The Packers can clinch home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs with a win and a 49ers loss or tie, or a tie and a 49ers loss and a Saints loss or tie. Yeah, I didn't really follow that. I'm confused, too. Uh, regardless, this is a big game for your Packers, okay? Which means... You can have faith in all of their players. You're obviously starting Aaron Jones. You're obviously starting Devontae Adams. Marcus, are you starting Aaron Rodgers? Uh, good matchup. It is a good matchup. Good matchup. Here's the thing. I think he'll just be adequate, sort of like he has been, you know, for parts of the season. He'll be just fine. Like, I don't know that this is one of those games where, here's the thing, in the past, you have these Week 17 games, whether it's against the Lions or it's against the Bears or whatever, and the Packers need a win to do something. And usually that's when Aaron Rodgers goes out and goes for like 350 and like three touchdowns. This year, he, they haven't needed him to do that, and he hasn't really done that. They've leaned on Aaron Jones. And so I can see this being a situation where even though the matchup's good, Aaron Rodgers gets you like 225, you know, maybe two touchdowns. I mean, it'll just be like, that's actually a good game. Maybe 225 and like one touchdown because Aaron Jones gets most of the work. So I... Superflex, sure. Two QB, sure. I don't know that, like, you know, if I'm just in a regular traditional lineup, then then I that I would do it. Yeah, um, Packers. I I have Rodgers in my top ten this week, but it's because it's one of those weeks where well, you're going to so lose. many other guys are sitting. Exactly. Uh, Packers defense is a play uh, without question this week. Mason Crosby, if you need a kicker. Now on the Lions side of things, Carry on Johnson didn't do much last week. He barely and, played. Yeah. So I, I just I can't play him. Yeah, I think he played I, like I, fifteen snaps or I something. I can't like play that. Johnson. No, I'm I'm staying away. Like <sighs> what what happens next year? The drinking a, game has begun. It's the first side. Have a, have a what happens next year with Carryon Johnson in that backfield? Does he go back to being a workhorse? Yes, do they, I would think so. But I would think because the first couple of years he has had injury issues. Do they bring somebody else in to kind of take some of that workload off his? I mean, Dalvin Cook was an injury-prone dude for the first two years uh, in the NFL. And I wonder if we're going to see more Alec Alexander Madison or do I say Mike Boone no. next year? <laughs> Mike Boone is dead to us. He's dead to us. Kenny Galladay, who I did not play last week and it cost me a championship because I didn't like the matchup. Well, of course, I don't no, like no one did. Blah. Uh, but I, I mean, at this point, I feel like even with like a third-string quarterback under center, that Kenny Galladay has got to be treated as unless you've got a really freaking good alternative, you got to get him in your lineup. The thing so. about Kenny Galladay in the last few weeks of the season is that he's not putting up a ton of yards, but he seems to find the end zone yes. enough that it makes it worthwhile. I mean. I'm looking, so he had the one game in week 13 against the Bears. We had 158 yards, right? But go back to week 10. It's 57, 34, 61. Yeah, there's a 58, there's a 44, there's a 60. There's not like huge yardage numbers, but, you know, in three of those games, he finds the end zone, so it helps. Yeah, yeah, those touchdowns certainly help, no question. Uh, so, Galladay, I, there's no other Lions I'm playing. I mean, I'm looking to play against the Lions this week, not playing yeah. the players. Yeah. Uh, Saints and Panthers, again, a game that has playoff implications. The Saints 
can clinch an NFC first round bye with a win and a Packers lost tie, or a win and a 49ers lost their tie, or a win and a Packers loss, or a tie and a 49ers loss, or a 49ers loss and a Packers win or tie. You can go back and, you know, play that again if you need to actually know what the scenario is because it's I feel like if you're a Saints fan, sort of, probably sort of confusing. Know, right? uh, the injuries in this game, uh, DJ Moore, uh, who and DJ Moore was great all year, and it sucks that he had he had that concussion last week. But um, uh, he he's he's a guy who I don't know that they would throw out there. I mean, are you? Week. I can say, are you really going to play him with Will Greer? Because Will Greer is going to start at quarterback again for oh, the Panthers. Why? Because um, they, they they obviously know that, that Kyle Allen's not the answer, so I think they want to find out if maybe, possibly, Will Greer can be the answer. But my response is, well, we're, Will Greer couldn't beat out Kyle Allen all these weeks, yeah. so what does that say? Um, and then uh, the Panthers, uh, OC Scott Turner, uh, Norris kid, uh, named Chris Hogan and Brandon Zistra as the uh, possible replacements for DJ Moore. I'll tell you something. The Saints defense might score 30 like the Colts did last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely starting the Saints defense. This is a big game for the Saints defense. Absolutely starting the Saints defense. Uh, Drew Brees, who uh, overcame that that trend of sucking during the fantasy playoffs in outdoor road games last week, uh, has been en fuego. I mean, his last three games, he's been great. Alvin Kamara finally got back into the end zone, and he's playing the worst defense in the league. The Panthers have given up the most touchdowns to running backs since the 86 bucks. This you know, is a you know what was good about the 86 bucks? Their uniforms. They sell the creamsicles then, right? Steve Young was the quarterback. And the, uh, and the, the, the weird pirate. Yes. The, the I love Captain, that. Captain, I, that the, I, I don't care. I, that's one of my the, favorite uniforms. The inspiration for Captain Jack Sparrow. Love it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you were saying about Kamara. Um, I think it's a big spot, spot for him. It's yeah. absolutely a big spot for him. I mean, it was nice last week for him to score the two touchdowns. It definitely helped for a lot of folks playing in week 16. And if you are playing this week, um, it's going to help. You know, weird thing, and I just thought about this as we're talking. Um, because you have so many scenarios, right, like the Saints, you mentioned all these, like, you know, so this team has to win or lose or tie or lose or tie here, right? And for the Saints, they're playing the same time as the Packers in the morning and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. At some point, because we know they're going to at least start their starters, if one of these teams gets out to a big lead, right? If you're the Packers and you see the Saints get out to a big lead early, which is certainly very possible, yep. uh, and it looks like, okay, you're not going to get what you want out of them, then you always run the risk of, you know, hey, look, we can't get anything better. Like, hey, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, here, just have a seat. You know, everything, every, nothing's going our way. You know, we're not going to get help from the Panthers. Or vice versa, if you're the Saints and you see the Packers are running out to a lead against the Lions, mm-hmm. you at some point just say, hey, Alvin Kamara, let's just – you know, let's just shut it down until next week and, and, you know, or until two weeks from now, whatever, and we'll figure out what happens then. Week 17. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, other players, Latavius Murray is flexible this week. Why? Because Carolina's trash against the run, and if they're up huge, Murray could end up getting some burn late in game, yeah. maybe see some goal line opportunities, so I feel like he has standalone value as a flex. Jared Cook has been tremendous. The Saints defense we mentioned. Are you starting anyone on the Panthers roster not named Christian McCaffrey? No. No, and especially not with uh, with Will Greer quarterback. No, yeah, they. I mean, at this point, they almost have to go back to Cam or draft somebody or do something, because it ain't Kyle Allen. They ain't the answer, and Will Greer looks like crap. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, he's only played one game, but he that well, was terrible. But he looked terrible in the preseason. preseason too. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right, this is another NFC South battle: Atlanta, Tampa Bay. This game's gonna be weirdly fun, I think. Yes. So I think everything. I think most of the starters will play for at least two, three quarters. Um, the Falcons have been better for the last few weeks. The Bucks have been. They're a roller. Like if I'm not a Bucks fan, the Bucks are fun to watch. If I'm a Bucks fan, then I'm like chugging, you know, Maylocks or whatever, yeah, like I watching Jameis right. play. Yeah, I, 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 I can't even get it out. It's so <laughs> frustrating. Jameis cost me two championships. He costs a lot of people championships. He cost me two. He he cost Utah. Give me two. He cost me two. This this dude, and I, now he got me there too. So I mean, I can't I can't kill him 100. But he if he has if he has 15 to 16, I win in the two leagues where I started him. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, anyways, so but he got us there. You were actually by half that you were kind of done with. Jameis. I was, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, he he uh, he he is Jameis, and he's gonna end up as a top 10 quarterback. Um, th- this is even now. You know, we always make fun about Blake Bortles being a top 10 quarterback. I mean, this is. I mean, geez, with all these picks and all these turnovers. Anyways, uh, so that brings me to Jameis. 
Atlanta's defense has been impossible to predict yeah. over the last six weeks, mm-hmm. right? They're either really terrible or they're holding Drew Brees to 10 points. Do you start Jameis Winston? Weirdly, I think I say yes. Okay. I feel like, I, I feel like, I don't know, this, this has all the makings of the Jameis, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, there will be a pick in there because it's Jameis. It's Jameis but, yeah, I think I try Jameis this week. Okay. Uh, and uh, Rashad Perriman, you're going to be playing. Yeah, uh, obviously. He's been, he's been he was I mean, really out good of nowhere last week. great. Yeah, he was really good last week. Ronald Jones, your pal from USC, you're on the modern. Man, there's another. Last game. week came up and had a big game. Now, I will tell you this, okay? Atlanta's defense has allowed two touchdowns and fewer than 19.5 fantasy points per game to running back since week 13. The, the defense actually hadn't been bad. Yeah. At all. Um, so, Ronald Jones is a fade for me. Yeah. I feel like that's chasing the points. Last week. On paper, last week was a good matchup. I think the reason we stayed away from Rojo was just because we just couldn't trust him. We just didn't know. But yeah, at least on, yep. on paper against the, the, the Texans, it was a good matchup. But I understood why everybody faded him. I got it. Yep. Uh, Chris Godwin not practicing. He's not going to play. He's not uh, going to play. Can I sell you Justin Watson, O.J. Howard, or Cameron Brait? Mm, not really. Well, maybe 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 the tight ends. I will say maybe the tight ends. Uh, Brait more than Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know so much about about Justin Watson. I, I know people were really high on him a couple of weeks ago, but eh, I'm not I'm not quite buying it just yet. Uh, Matt Gay is a good play this week. So is uh, Young Hoku. Um, if you're looking for a kicker, those guys could be on the waiver wire. Maybe not Matt Gay. He's been pretty good this year. Matt Ryan must start. Um, I think so. I think so. And, and this week, we're, we're not sure about all the quarterbacks and stuff. Uh, against the Bucks secondary, who I know has been – I know they, they sort of knocked, locked down on, on Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, but I still trust uh, Matt Ryan this week. Uh, Devonta Freeman ha- doesn't have as good of a matchup this week as no, he did last he does week. Not. I, I guess he's a flex starter, but I, I don't love the matchup. Tampa Bay has been very good against running backs this year. Uh, Julio Jones has been banged up. He's dealing with knee and shoulder injuries. Keep tabs on his status. See if he practices uh, today, and um, you should be able to go with him. He could have an absolutely huge game. Russell Gage in a deep league, potentially a sleeper. Austin Hooper's a must-start. And Atlanta's defense, anytime you're playing against Jameis. There's always a chance. There's a chance for he's, those turnovers. He's going to throw one to the wrong jersey. So Atlanta's defense uh, is a play. Eagles at Giants. This is a game that I'm very interested in because uh, I well, want obviously. to win. Because the Cowboys don't deserve to go to the playoffs <laughs> or win a division. But the Eagles clinch the NFC East with a win uh, or a tie or a Cowboys loss or a tie. And they... Eagles are getting some players back. Yeah, Jordan uh, Howard may be back this week. Jordan Howard, although our James Palmer is reporting that Howard will come back as the number three uh, running back on the depth chart. But they released Jay Ajayi this week. Which right, so they're going to use they're going to use Miles Sanders and then Boston Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think you could feel safe in starting Miles Sanders this week. Carson Wentz is a play. He's been good for three weeks in a row, and the Giants are garbage. Their their defense is terrible uh, against the pass, especially. So Wentz in a game that is meaningful is in play. Greg Ward is in play this week as a sleeper DFS start. Uh, Zach Ertz is banged up. He's got the rib injuries, but he is practicing. And Zach Ertz is a gamer. You saw the commercial with his mm-hmm. wife. He ain't quitting. Look, Zach Ertz is going to play. If he's out there, I'm starting him. Uh, and Dallas okay. Goddard, though. Dallas Goddard may be a better play than Zach Ertz this week. I'm just, uh, both of them are, are right. startable. Uh, Dallas Goddard could see a lot of targets in this game. Eagles defense, special team also a play. Now, on the Giants side of things, we have seen this Eagles defense get smashed yep. on the road by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, this Eagles defense is not good on the road. I like Daniel Jones this week. Maybe even if you're in a 12-team league and you need a quarterback and he's on the waiver wire. I don't think that he would be, but... Yeah, I can't imagine he will be. Daniel Jones is playable this week. Sterling Shepard is a really good play this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Golden Tate in a... You forgot he played for the Eagles. I did forget that because he did absolutely nothing. He played nothing. for the Eagles. This is a revenge game. Absolutely nothing with the Eagles. You uh, are correct. Caden Smith had a good game last week. Darius Slayton, uh, he's he's slated to go. So I, I can make an argument for starting any of the Giants receivers this week. Yeah. The Eagles are that bad. Well, plus, you know, the Giants have team cohesion because apparently Daniel Jones and Eli Manning are out playing flip cup at bars yeah. or whatever. The, yeah. yeah. Whatever. And uh, we didn't mention Saquon because if you don't. Well, you're starting Saquon. Saquon. Yeah. Uh, Titans. Texans. Playoff implications. The Titans, and I hope they make it because I don't want They've to They've been fun. The Titans are a fun team to watch right now. They've been fun. They clinch a playoff berth with a win 
or a tie and a Steelers loss tie or a Steelers loss and a Colts loss or tie. Uh, the Titans are going to make the playoffs. The, the Texans, this is, a t- this is a Jekyll and Hyde team. I mean, they go out one week and beat the Patriots, and then the next week they look like garbage. I, I feel mean, like we've seen enough of the Texans. Right. Like, so Derek Henry, which was a smart move last week by the Titans uh, and, and Mike Vrabel, they sat him because the game was ultimately meaningless. It's all about this week. Right. And he's going to be back. So you get him in your lineup. Will Fuller, we already know, um, he, he's he's not coming back. Uh, he won't help you in fantasy. Ryan Tannehill has been one of the hottest quarterbacks in fantasy football. Tana Thrill? Tana Thrill. I like it. And unless you have an elite quarterback, he should be in your lineup. A.J. Brown came back down to earth a little bit last week. Get him back in your lineup or keep yeah, him in your lineup, I should say. Even his coming back down to earth still had a 40-some-odd yard, yard touchdown run. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 it's fine. so he's... Where's he going to get drafted next year? Uh, Top five rounds? Yeah. 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 I think so. He reminds me of T.O. And I think especially if, as long as Tannehill is back at the quarterback, which I would imagine he will be. Yeah. Well, he's they're, they're going to I believe he's in the is he in the final year of his contract? I have to look that up. But there was talk about potentially the Titans franchise. He's going to be their quarterback next year. He will be their quarterback. He has, I think this is the final. He year has of his fit deal. in famously with this offense and the talent that they have. He is a guy that they need to bring back. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, sorry. Not the answer. Up. Maybe he'll be the quarterback in Chicago. Next Not year. the answer. I don't think Bears fans would like that. Uh, on the Houston side of things, Deshaun Watson, who I will never draft again. Unless I get him in like the eighth <laughs> round, I'm never drafting him again. That guy. Honestly, you might be able to get him there next yeah, year. Yeah, he you drove. Really might. He was either 30 points, had a 40-point effort, or he killed you. And, like in the championship. Against Tampa Bay, he killed you, killed you in a smash spot. I I don't trust Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry. I love his talent. He was ridiculous in his rookie year. He's so inconsistent. Uh, And part of it is his offensive line is uh, is not that great. But uh, Watson doesn't help himself at times either. Um, So you're going to play him. Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson, Marcus, this week? Are we on or off these guys? I mean, especially Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is probably the one that I would start. Okay. Duke Johnson, just you know, he just hasn't really done enough for me to, to really warrant a start. But Carlos Hyde, I mean, there are times when they just feed him the football. Uh, he does have some touchdown upside, so I could, I could see starting him. Any other Texans? Like, we know Will Fuller's out. Kenny Stills as a sleeper? He's no? a sleeper play. I mean, okay. especially with, with, with Will Fuller out, um, you know, Stills. Obviously, he's not exactly the same player, but can do some of the same things a little bit. And yep. and he's always good for maybe an end zone shot or yep. two. Uh, so, uh, just to clarify with the Tannehill situation. So, he is under contract, it looks like. As I look at this here on uh, Roto World, it's just 2020, 19.4 million. Uh, but we'll have to look a little bit deeper into that. Regardless, Ryan Tannehill... Uh, Where's Tannehill get drafted if he's with the Texans, uh, the Titans next season? Uh, I mean, he's I think late he's round still, pick, but yeah. is he like top twelve? Uh, maybe I I do fear some big regression with him. Um, I mean, his his completion percentage and his like his touchdown rate has kind of been fairly high, and his interception rate has been fairly low. And I just yeah. wonder whether or not that's something that's sustainable again next year. Yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, in the here and now, he's been tremendous. Uh, he, he's been he's been very very good. Uh, <laughs> Redskins and Cowboys. I have I have no faith in this team whatsoever. <laughs> I don't want Jason Garrett to be the coach next year. Uh, I I hope it sucks because like I've been a fan for forty years, and so it sucks to think. Well, I, I don't want them to win, but for the good of the future of the franchise, I don't want there to be any chance for Jason Garrett to be the coach next year. So uh, we'll see. But obviously, the implication in terms of the playoffs is that the Cowboys win and the Eagles lose. The Cowboys somehow win the NFC East. Yep. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is not going to play this week. It's going to be Case Keenum. Terry McLaurin is That might be great... worse news for the Cowboys. I know, because I feel like Keenum... <laughs> like, yeah. Keenum will figure out a way to get a win, maybe. Terry McLaurin uh, has been dealing with the effects of a concussion. And so you need to keep status uh, tabs on his status on Friday. Because if McLaurin is a go, he averaged right around 16 fantasy points per game in game started by Case Keenum. And uh, he was sidelined on Thursday, but he hasn't been ruled out yet. If he is ruled out... Steven Sims? I said, how do you feel about Steven Sims? I mean, he ends up, well. he ends up being uh, like a deep sleeper type, right? Yeah, I, I, I would be okay with Steven Sims in the flex spot. Mm. I'd That's be all right with it. Right now, Adrian Peterson has got a outside chance. And when I say outside chance, I mean a way outside chance of rushing for 1,000 yards this year. Is he a flex starter this week? Um, 
if you are hurting at the spot, I think he's a, a flex start for you. Uh, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I want to see how many yards. I think he, he needs like 180 or something. To get to yeah. a thousand. Yeah, he needs like 180 to get to a thousand. Yep, exactly 180. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, it's it's not happening. <laughs> he's like, not getting 180. Look, if he gets a, here's the if he gets 180 yards this week on the ground against the Cowboys, Jason Garrett will be asked to, like Jerry Jones might come down and 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 coach the final quarter he would just ask for it'd be like you know like those cop movies where they're like hey turn in your your badge and gun and you just leave him on the desk and walk out that's what will happen to jason garrett (laughs) by the way i just looked up sport track because i'm trying to so Tannehill is a free agent according to sport track yeah he is a free agent according to sport track and i trust them so uh i yeah that's gonna be fun uh back to this cowboys game Dak prescott that's another guy who killed me last week he killed me uh Dak is another guy that if he had like 18 i would have won a league but you got to play him this week. Yeah, you're playing. Washington just gave up five touchdowns to Daniel Jones. You're playing. You're You've got to play Dak. Amari's a play. Gallup's a play. Jason Witten's a play this week. The Redskins have struggled against tight ends and the Cowboys' defense and special teams. I could see them being a top twelve play. I know they like. Week. I know they like Jason Witten's leadership, but why don't they just make Blake Jarwin their starting tight end? Like, why don't they no. just give him all the targets and let Blake Jarwin be that guy? Like, I don't. I don't understand. And uh, I believe Witten was quoted as saying that he doesn't feel like this is going to potentially be his last game. So maybe he wants to go. I mean, Witten was decent this year for, was, for a dude of, who, Look, you know. I started him for a long stretch of the season and, and was not unhappy with the production. Yeah, this, I mean, he's slow as molasses, but he, I mean, look, at a bad position, you, I mean, he was usable. Can you lose a step when you didn't really have that many that's, steps to begin true, with? That's true, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that's your look at the Cowboys and the Redskins. Uh, that's a 425 kickoff Eastern Standard Time. So it's going to be very interesting because if you're on red zone, they're probably going to be bouncing back and forth to those two games and, you know, Eagles win. Yeah. And, and, and if that if the Giants are ahead in that game and then the Cowboys are ahead, oh, God. I think I just want to watch that game with, like, my laptop open and Twitter just to watch the Cowboys and Eagles fans just sort of tilt yeah. on social media. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Uh, Steelers at Ravens. Playoff scenario here. The Steelers, I hope they don't make the playoffs. I, it'd be embarrassing for them because they would get crushed in the first round. The Steelers can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Titans loss a tie or a tie and a Titans loss or a Titans loss, a Colts win, and a Raiders loss or tie because uh, they have the strength of schedule there. So um, injuries, Mason Rudolph is not going to play. James Conner, uh, where is he going to get drafted? Like, and, and I said this I said this earlier in the week with you. The guy came off of, of cancer, God bless him, and he was really good last season. He just can't stay healthy. No. Where um, does he get? Is he a top 30 pick next year? No, I don't think he's top 30. I think he's, he's probably uh, fourth or fifth round just because we're still hurting for running backs. And yep. unless something major happens, he's going to get most of the touches in that backfield next year. Yep. That's hard to pass up. So um, we're going to be looking potentially at Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels, and I can't trust either one of them. I can't trust either one of them. Is there anyone in Pittsburgh's uniform that'll be rolling out there this week that you can trust? Honestly. No. And Juju, Deontay. No. James Washington. Nobody. No, and so much of it has to do with quarterback play, too. I, I just, I don't trust any of the quarterbacks enough. There's nobody there, especially not against this Ravens defense. There's nobody. Although, we know that they're not going to play their stars. We know Lamar's not going to play. Obviously, Mark Ingram's not going to play. Yeah, I mean, I don't know so, if Hollywood's going to play, but he shouldn't play for he, you. I mean, yeah. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's giving you nothing. Nothing. Either. Mark yeah. Andrews is banged up. They're not going to play him. I'm Again, so you're looking at Gus Edwards could win you a championship. If you, if you so <laughs> choose Hill. to play him, right? Exactly. Or Justice Hill. Imagine if Robert Griffin the third ends up as a top ten quarterback this week. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's it is in it is certainly within the range of outcomes. Oh yeah. I mean, it's possible. Pittsburgh's been tough all year, but and they have something to play for, so maybe it's unlikely. But any quarterback who run the football, you never know. So that's what you're looking at. I mean, you're not starting any Ravens this week that are regular starters. If you want to tell me, I'm going to play Hayden Hurst. This week, you know, okay. If you're going to play Gus Edwards this week, okay. Yeah. I got you. But um, there's not much else. Maybe the Ravens defense, even if they do rest some of their guys, uh, Duck Hodges is playing at at a very low level right now. Colts, Jaguars. Now, this is an interesting game because the Jaguars defense has been trash for about a month. Yeah. They have waved the white flag. I, I feel like they have just, you if, know. If you were in a 2QB or Superflex league, are you rolling the dice on Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I would, just because, as you mentioned, the, the, the Jaguar defense has been trash lately. 
And it's weird because Brissett won't – he's not really giving you big numbers, right? If you get 20 points out of Brissett, that's kind of a huge day for him. Yep. But every once in a while, he's good to run for a touchdown. Yeah. He'll do that every so often, and that's cool. So Brissett is uh, a, a two QB superflex option. Marlon Mack is almost a, a must start. Yeah, at this point you're starting. I mean, he Mack. killed the Panthers. Everyone kills the Panthers. And now he'll, he'll run through the Jags. The too. Jaguars have given up the most fantasy points to running backs in the last four weeks. So Marlon Mack is a very good play. Jack Doyle's a borderline tight end one this week. The Colts defense is obviously playable. What against are you doing with T.Y. Hilton? Eh. I mean, because I mean, we know what his ceiling can be when he's right. He just he just hasn't looked right. No. I... I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, he's a flex starter at best for me. And there, there's so many other players I'd play over him this week. It, you know, it's ridiculous. But I'd say I, I, wide receiver three flex. That's probably it right? Uh, for me, for T.Y. Uh, in, in what's been a lost season. Gardner Minshew, I'm not playing. DJ Chark came back last week and uh, not in the stat sheets, but he was physically <laughs> on the field. Uh, hard to play this week. Chris Conley might be the best Jaguars wide receiver play from a fantasy perspective. And um, I don't know if I'm starting him. So... Right now, Fournette is probably the only guy that you can really trust there. Fournette is a little bit banged up, but uh, all indications are that he will be a go this week. By the way, is it is it coincidence or irony that Chris Conley, who is a notorious, like, huge Star Wars fan, has started to play his best right around the recent <laughs> Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe he's got some some uh, some force life in him and he can put up a nice stat line for those deep league fantasy owners. We'll see uh, what happened. Uh, Fournette did not practice on Thursday because he's dealing with a neck injury, um, but uh, he did not express any concern uh, to the media about playing this weekend, but still keep tabs on his status. Raiders at Broncos. Now the Raiders can still make the playoffs, right? They and can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Steelers loss and a Titans loss. Like those, those things are not ridiculous like these are all very possible things right like the, the Raiders could beat Denver the Steelers very well could lose to the Ravens and the Titans could very well lose to the Titans. like this could happen yeah so that I don't know I, again I, I want to see Tennessee get in there I think they'd be a fun team in, in the first round maybe even if they didn't win uh they, they're going to be a tough out and the Saints learned that last week uh Josh Jacobs posted on his social media that he had a surprise operation to clear up an infection Yikes. Uh, it was a superficial skin infection. Are they going to play him? I, I mean, don't know why you would. Dealing with the shoulder. Why? Let him Let him rest. I, I know he wants to play. I get it. Let him rest. And not for nothing, but Deshaun, uh, uh, DeAndre Washington. He was good. He's been good. Yeah. In two of his last three games where Jacobs hasn't played, Washington has been a pretty valuable asset. So, uh, if he's on your team, I'm assuming he's not on the waiver wire. If he's on your team, I mean, 18-plus in two of his last three games where Jacobs didn't play. If Jacobs didn't play this week, uh, Washington is certainly in the RB2 conversation. I, I don't like Derek Carr this week. Nope. I don't like Tyrell Williams this nope. week. I'm not playing Hunter Renfro despite his big game. Darren Waller is in play because Darren a Waller lot of is going to get a lot of targets. Right. Now, on the Broncos side of things, this is a good matchup for Drew Locke. If you're in a two QB or super flex league, do you roll with the rookie? Uh, he is one of my last options. Okay, he's 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 down. He's very well down the list of guys I'm looking at. Uh, Philip Lindsay had a good game last week, and I would say he's an RB two flex this week. Yes, the guy I really like this week is Corlin Sutton. Oh, of course, I, I mean at this him. point, Corlin Sutton should be in your lineup. So you, you've got to make room for him in your lineup every week. Now. He hasn't had great numbers for three weeks in a row. No, I think his high was like around 11 fantasy points. But the Raiders are giving up. They've given up 13 touchdowns and the fifth most fantasy points to perimeter receivers. Sutton could smash this week. He really could. Oh yeah, he could go out on a high note and have you thinking that he's a top 30 pick next year. Oh, I think he will be a top off of this year. off of this game to put a you know a, a proverbial cherry on top uh, of I mean, what's been a pretty nice season. So I'm looking at what he's done, and his quarterbacks have been Joe Flacco and Drew Locke. I mean, you know, yeah, and and, and um, uh, Brandon Allen. Right. So we'll see. I'm curious to see what the Broncos do at quarterback. Like, I don't know that they're going to draft somebody or bring somebody in, but you know, maybe with Locke getting a little more seasoning, getting a little more chance to work together. Yeah, I, I can see people reaching a little bit for Cortland Sutton next year. Uh, Broncos defense also in play, although they were a bit of a disappointment last week. Cardinals at Rams. This is one of those games where, again, I don't know if the Rams are going to play anybody. I mean, they, they're out. They have nothing to play for. They have nothing to play for. Why? Now, to me, Todd Gurley should not touch the ball. He should be inactive in this game. Why? Because you 
basically made a big stink all year long about how you were going to make sure that you got him enough rest in the first half of the season where you're potentially going to use him as a workhorse in the second half. That's what they did. They have nothing to play for now. Why would you run Todd Gurley out there? Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like a little kid who has a toy and they don't really want to use it. And then somebody else wants to play with it. And they're like, oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. No, not, no, no you, you don't get to play with it. You don't get it anymore. You had your opportunity and you didn't do anything. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, week 17, it's 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 a it's a difficult week to navigate from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Daryl Henderson's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, I, I mean, Malcolm Brown, may, again, if if Gurley is out or not expected to play, then Brown and or Henderson are going to be in play in fantasy. Sure. We're but just it, not sure. Or is but is this going to be a game where Sean McVay goes full McVay and just decides he wants to throw the ball? 40 times because with who Blake Bortles it might be it might be I don't know uh you can't trust Cup you can't trust Woods you're not going to play Brandon Cooks regardless hopefully Tyler Higby is in there because Higby has been the saving grace for a lot of fantasy owners he's been great and it's going to be very interesting to see where uh the industry is going to be on him next year which is interesting because a couple when they when because they drafted both Higby and Everett in the same draft if I'm not mistaken and I at the time, I sort of liked Tyler Higby coming out of college, and I thought he had a chance to be productive, and it, it didn't work out. Obviously, we, we talk all the time. Tight ends usually take a couple of years to kind of find their stride a little bit, but even earlier in the year, it just looked like they were using him more as the blocking tight end and Everett as the pass-catching tight end, and now I think they've realized that, oh, wait, yeah, Tyler Higby can, he can actually catch passes and be an offensive threat. Yeah, so, um, but again, guys, just keep tabs. I mean, we're here on Friday morning, uh, you know, 9 a.m. on the left coast, and we haven't gotten a lot of the practice stuff in uh, and we won't before the end of this podcast. But if there are reports that the Rams are going to sit their starters and I would not be surprised if that's the case, uh, you, you can't play a lot of your Rams who you typically would play uh, in fantasy on the Cardinal side. Kyler Murray's dealing with that hamstring. He remained limited on Thursday. Don't know if he's going to be a go for this contest as well. And remember, it's a 425 East Coast time start. So uh, a start time. So. This is, this is going to be a difficult decision. You're playing Kenyon Drake this week. Larry Fitzgerald, this could be his last game. Does he just go out in huge, like, style? Jalen Ramsey's not playing. He's not playing. I would love to see the, you know, like, sort of like Kobe's last game, right, where he took, like, a million shots and he scored 60 points and yeah. everybody, like, tuned into that. Like, I would love the Cardinals to just give Larry Fitzgerald, like, 20 targets. Yep. Just load him up. Yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be great. So, if you're of the nostalgic type, uh, Larry Fitzgerald could be in play there as a flex starter. By the way, how how high will you have to draft Kyler Murray? Because that's the guy that I'm targeting, Kyler Murray, next year. Oh. How high are you going to have to reach for him? Like, so eight, I, I did seven, I, eight. I did my rankings. I had him six at quarterback. Okay, and it's but it's. I mean, we just got through Christmas. I don't. I mean, things are going to change a million times. Of course, now and then. But so if you, where would you, where would you project Josh Allen and Russell Wilson to get drafted next season? Russell Wilson's a weird case. I feel like people always like want to count him out, and he falls to like the ninth round all the time. And then you like look up, and he's like a top five quarterback. Uh, so I think that happened to him. I think I think people were going to reach for Josh Allen too. I think I think he may go off the board in like the eighth round. So then, uh, to me, I think Kyler's right in that same ballpark. You're looking at you know maybe seventh eighth round. He's the guy that early on, like, because we're all looking for the next Mahomes or the next Lamar Jackson. I feel like Kyler is is set to be that guy. Could be here. Yeah, could be. I think he is. Yep. No question about that. Uh, last game. This is this is a big one for Marcus here. Yep. 49ers at Seahawks. Let's go through the playoff. This means either either playing at home or maybe like going to Dallas or Philadelphia. Like that's what this is. <laughs> it's Philadelphia, <laughs> not Dallas. 49ers win the NF, uh, NFC West with a win or a tie. They clinch a first round bye with a win or a tie and a Packers loss or tie or a tie and a Saints loss or tie. The 49ers clinch home field advantage throughout the NFC with a win or a tie, and a Packers loss or tie, and a Saints loss or tie. If you got all that, yeah, good luck. Congratulations to you. Uh, the big news in this game is that the Seahawks uh, had to go out and sign Marshawn Lynch. And Robert Turbin. And Robert Turbin. So it's sort of a, uh, you want to talk nostalgia right there. Those yeah. are two uh, longtime Although the re- Seahawks. the reports are Travis Homer is going to get most of the work there for Seattle. So, you know, and when I heard that Travis Homer was going to be the guy for the Seahawks, I had this question lined up for Marcus all week. Okay. In fantasy football, is Travis Homer a go? No. Or a dope? <laughs> he's yeah, he's a he's a dope. Yeah, I'm not starting Travis he's a dope. Homer. I'm not starting Travis Homer this week against the 49ers. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. He might get a lot of touches. I mean, like, yeah, I, again. So what so what would he be? So so 
Carson was the one, Penny was the two, and then uh, Procise was the three. Right. So Travis Holm was their fourth like running fourth back. Running back. I mean, look, we. Wow. Rem- remember. Let's not repeat the, the disasters of last week, right? When we Mike all Boone. jumped on the Mike Boone bandwagon and then, like, you know, second quarter, we're like, hey, maybe there's a reason he was the third-string guy. Like, Travis Homer was the fourth guy. Let's yep. remember this. Yep. Let's remember this. Um, what are we thinking about your your Niners uh, this week? Mostert is, has proven to be a flex starter every single Mostert week. Mostert should be starting. His numbers haven't been great, but he's getting into the end zone. Right. So are we starting Garoppolo? Are we starting Debo? Are we starting Samuels? Uh, Sanders, obviously, uh, Kittle's in play, and, and Robbie Gold is in play. Yeah, um, yeah most of we're starting. I think we're starting I think we're starting both the wide receivers uh, just because I, I think they're going to have to throw the football at least a little bit against the Seattle defense. Garoppolo, for sure, in two QB, two QB and Superflex leagues, I'm not quite as confident in just a standard or a, a traditional uh, lineup. So that's probably where I lean with the 49ers. And the, the Niner defense, I actually think I I don't know that I would play the 49ers defense this week. Wow. Just for whatever reason, Russell Wilson has their number. Throughout the throughout his career, Russell Wilson has just had their number, and that's reason enough for me to stay away from it. Speaking of Russell Wilson, I'm going to give you his last six games. Not great. Okay. Last week, 11 points. Week before, 19. Week before that, 10-6. Week before that, 16-9. Week before that, 9.5. Week before that, against the Niners, actually two weeks before that, they run a bye uh, in week 11, 16-6. Is Russell Wilson a must-start this week? No, he's not. Um, Yeah, I know that people want to start him. I know that he has a high ceiling, but I don't know that I would say that he is a must-start just because of what you said, those numbers you ran through. He has let a lot of people down. He has hurt you. A lot in the fantasy playoffs. Here's some quarterbacks I'm playing over Russell this week. Uh, I'm playing Jameis over him. I don't trust Jameis, but I'm playing him. I'm playing Dak. Now, outside of the obvious, like Mahomes and Breeze, I mean, you're going to play. I'd play Rodgers over him. Mm -hmm. I'd play Brady over him. I'd play Wentz over him. I'd play Tannehill. Uh, Did I mention Matt Ryan? I'd play him over him as well. Mm -hmm. So I have have Russell uh, outside of my top 10 this week. I I just, I, I don't, I don't. The Niners, I mean, both teams are playing for a lot. Right. There's a lot on the line here. There really is. Um, But I don't know where Tyler Lockett's gone. And I get it. Like, you know, he was sick. So, okay. You know, you give him a break there. This guy guy was dealing with an illness. He had that one big game against Carolina, and then last week he disappeared again. Yep. What do you do with Tyler Lockett this week? I keep saying I can't quit Tyler Lockett. Against your team. Even against so the Niner pass defense the last few weeks has not been great. They have been giving up some yards. They have been allowing teams to move the football through the air. The problem is, even in good matchups, the, the Seahawks just aren't looking in Lockett's direction. That said, I am a, a sucker for punishment, and I probably start him. I okay. probably flex him. Anybody else on Seattle's roster, like Jacob Hollister, are we playing him this week? Um, Hollister might be the only one I'd consider. Mm-hmm. Just because the Seahawks, last week notwithstanding, they find ways to get him the football, especially near the end zone. They, they tend to look for him generally near the goal line. So I would I would maybe start him and just hope out and hope for a, a red zone target or two. So um, that's going to be a fun one. That's that's obviously that's a Sunday night game uh, for a lot of the marbles. Let's just put it that way. Yep. Uh, in that uh, in that division and uh, in the NFC. So that's your look. At the Week 17 matchups, and, you know, I apologize because the analysis in some of these games, I simply don't know. Marcus and I, we don't know who's going to play. No. And we don't know how much they're going to play if they do play. So, again, this is one of those scenarios where it's better to just keep this in the DFS world. It's a DFS week and traditional fantasy football. Um, You're going to be looking at a lot of guys, and, and we have seen this over the years, where players sort of come out of nowhere in Week 17s and have big games. Yep. And if you're, start, if you're smart enough to start them, God bless you. But we are going to see that this week, too. We are, Listen, I, I know Travis Homer's a fourth-string uh, fourth running back. If he ends up in the top 20 running backs this week, I wouldn't be surprised because right. it's, it's just one of those, it's, it's one of those weird, weird weeks. Uh, so before we let you guys go, you know what time it is. Are you ready? It's fantasy bold prediction time. Boy, I love that voice. I tell you. Matt Money Smith, that he had he had to smoke a lot of cigarettes <laughs> when he was a kid. Uh, 
Nabil, I'm going to let you in on this one too, by the way. So you better, you be, and I don't want Packers. I want something else. No Packers bull predictions. I don't want to hear anything about, like, Alan Lazar. I don't want to hear anything about that. I'll give you a minute there to, to take a look and see what you're going to talk about. But Marcus Grant, you go first. All right. Uh, my bull prediction, it, it actually has to do with a couple of names that you mentioned earlier in the podcast. Okay. Two quarterbacks will end up in the top ten. Oh, I know. I, I, I'm going to guess one. Go for it. R. G. Three. He is one. <laughs> he is one. And the other one? Tyrod Taylor. Oh, I'm going to say those, those two quarterbacks are going to go out and, and open some eyes. And, you know, really, I think in, in traditional fantasy, no one's starting them. I can, I can see some folks making some DFS lineups with those guys in them, but nobody's going to start them in traditional fantasy. But those guys are both going to be top 10 fantasy quarterbacks in week 17. Wow. That's my bold prediction. All right. I'll go next. Well, Nabil, you, you, you got something for us? Are you ready? Or you I, want me to I'm go? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. But you can go first. No, go ahead. Hit it out of the park. I think that Travis Homer is going to have a big game. <laughs> there we go. I, I actually, when I was uh, in college, I went to the University of Miami, and I was an intern in the player personnel department, and we actually recruited Travis Homer. So, oh. yeah, I, I seen him as a high school. So, you, so you've got Travis Homer history then. Yeah. yeah so, I, so, I, so, so you're a Homer. I'm not a Homer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I guess I'm a homer. He did have that one play in that, uh, that, in that game. Was it the fake punt? Yeah. 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 So, uh, no, I think he's going to have a big game. So All right. Travis. I have Travis Homer like in my top 25 running backs this week. Just like, you know, Mike Boone, I think we all went a little overboard with. Yeah, we were kind I, of I learned my lesson there. And the Niners are uh, obviously not not the best matchup in the world, but I still have him as a potential flexor. So I'm going to give you two. The first one is that Gus Edwards is going to be a top 10 running back. He's going to score twice. Oh, OK. okay. I have That's a good Edwards. story about him too. Uh, he Go used ahead. to be at, he used to be at Miami also. He got injured and then he you know he transferred to Rutgers. Right. He was a Miami guy too. So oh. Gus the Bus, who is going to see all, all of the goal line opportunities. I mean, Lamar's not there. I don't know that they're gonna give RG three the same sort of uh goal line chances. They'll probably just give the ball to the bus. Okay. Uh I say Gus the Bus has a big game. And Corlin Sutton will finish in the top five at wide receiver this week. Huh, top right. five. Now, he has he's had three kind of black games in a row. I say he finishes in the top five, and Sutton finishes the season on a high note, gets everybody in fantasy talking about him next year, where he's going to be picked, how high he's going to be rank, ranked at wide receiver. Corlin Sutton is going to have a big game. So, I think I should let Marcus... Finish the show out here. Now you don't have. I don't have any clever. One of your one of your clever I don't quotes any, I, that I didn't, entertains yeah. us so at the end of every show on Mondays and Wednesdays. I will say this, guys. Um, so starting now, as you as you have probably already figured out, we're on Mondays and Fridays. Next week we're going to be on Mondays and Fridays, and then moving forward in the we're, postseason. Are we, are we sure? I don't even know if we in know. the postseason. I believe we're going to be on twice a week. Yep. In the postseason. No the doubt. days, I'm not sure yet. We're still not sure. We're, we're, we're going to figure it out. We're still in the negotiation for that. But we're going to be here, yep. all right? We're going to be talking DFS. We're going to be talking about playoff challenge. We're going to be talking about next year's drafts. So if you still want to get that, you know, that fantasy fix, hopefully you'll come and join us throughout the uh, the postseason. Yep. And then the offseason, we'll let you guys know uh, what we're going to be doing. And um, if you are playing in Week 17, good luck. All the best. Godspeed. Uh, fly Eagles fly <laughs> for me. Okay. And uh, remember to uh, let's see. Rate, rate review. Oh, here we go. We, are we going to do this? Yeah. That's it. We are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening. And as always, you know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate review. And remember, Christmas is a baby shower that went totally overboard. We'll see you on Monday. Nailed it. <laughs>Go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.